You're listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE or at midkansasonline.com. This is your chance to hear from the McPherson College coaches and student athletes each week during the sports year. The McPherson College Coaches Show is brought to you by JAR Performance Automotive, Alliance Agency, Next Tech Wireless, and Cheatham Construction. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our McPherson College Coaches Show tonight. It is a very exciting night to be a Bulldog as McPherson's men's basketball team is in the KCAC quarterfinals tonight in Salina. So many of you are driving up to Salina right now to watch that game. And for that, this is perfect timing yeah. as we have our Coaches Show for the next 30 minutes. I'm Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. You and I are en route to Salina, and we are looking forward to what is going to be a fun night of basketball tonight inside the Maybe Arena. Yeah, great place to play. It's going to be very uh uh, loud. Uh, KW will have a great turnout. Hopefully a bunch of Bulldog fans are there. Uh, it may be the best matchup. You know, you get that 4-5 matchup. That's generally the best matchup it should be. in the first round. But uh, all the games, I think, even York and Ottawa, even though it's one versus eight, we saw last night in the women's tournament, number one lost to number eight. And uh, York's been playing well, so who knows? They might be able to get Ottawa. If they can get Ottawa and the Bulldogs win tonight, the Bulldogs would be home on Saturday. Well, we're looking forward to that, and you mentioned the one versus the eight. That was up in Salina last night as the Kansas Wesleyan women right. lost, and so you would imagine that if things start off a little weird in the men's game tonight, some of the fans at purple and yellow might be thinking, oh, check no, it, here it. we go again. They may go outside and see if there's a full moon or outside or something like that. But we're looking forward to that. We've also got a loaded coaches show here tonight, hearing from cheer coach Ashley Annis as they were getting ready for regionals this weekend. Track and field had indoor KCAC championships last weekend. We hear from Coach Alexander and also a women's basketball recap from Coach Nichols as he gives a little insight on what happened last night in those games and then their season here this year. Yeah, they had a really great game to finish their season, a one-point win over Ottawa. Uh, got out to a 20-0 lead, made six threes in a, another basket while playing great defense and came down to Brittany Roberts having to block a shot on the last play of the game to save a one-point win. So Ottawa did a great job coming back, but the Bulldogs never trailed in that game. All right, Steve, let's hear from McPherson cheer coach Ashley Annis. Let's do it. Starting off our McPherson College Coaches Show here tonight, we're joined by cheer coach Ashley Annis after they have had a terrific start to this season and regionals coming up this weekend, the coach of the year in the KCAC. It has been a very busy season for you guys, but also a very successful season so far this cheer season. Absolutely, yeah. It's been really busy. It's, um, you know, every weekend plus a few in between we've been um, competing. So we've stayed really, really busy. It's gone really fast this year. So. Well, one thing that Jeremy has talked about with us is that you guys keep setting the bar higher and higher and higher every single week that here is what the – previous school record point total was in a performance okay now it's here now it's here it just kept moving up and moving up walk us through a little bit about that process and how this team continues to get better this year yeah I mean I'll be honest the first time we broke it we thought great we're set for the year you know we didn't know if it was gonna um, continue to escalate like that but but yeah I think they they came in just knowing the routine we had knowing um, the skills we had and the level of difficulty and and just hoping for the best. You never really know with judges what you're going to get. But, um, you know, it's it's shown that they've put the work in, and it's it's been worth it for them. So. Will you walk us through the scoring a little bit for competitive cheer? Because yeah. so, I think if I told them, hey, they scored 67, <laughs> right. somebody would say, 
What does that what mean? Does that it depends mean? what the Russian judge gave <laughs> Right, absolutely. So, so I mean, technically the score is out of 100. Um, but realistically in the, in the NAI, especially in the KCAC, um, no one's really getting close to that. There's a lot of, of room still there. And so, um, you know, basically they judge off of, you know, our different categories, our pyramids, our stunting, our basket tosses, the different kinds of tumbling. Um, and so for us, you know, last year at, at conference, we got a 49. And and that was pretty close to what we were getting last year. So we weren't surprised by that. Um, but now, you know, going into into this year, we thought, well, we can get, you know, close to 65. So when it was going up above that um, is when we've been really, really pleasantly surprised. Um, but it is, it's based on your difficulty. It's also based for the judges um, on your execution. So not just how difficult the skill is, but how well are you doing it? How well, you know, does it look easy? Is it is it scary to watch? It should never be scary to watch. And so, you know, how, how well are you executing each skill? Do you add a little something each time, like a little, you know, twist here or there? Or? Yeah, I mean, I'm one, um, you know, not every coach feels this way, but I'm one who I take critique from the judges and I'll ask them questions. Hey, wh- what could we do to get this a little bit higher? And so for us, that's, you know, yeah, let's add something to this stunt. Can we, you know, let's make sure this basket is being tossed higher. Um, and then, yeah, a little bit of the showmanship. They like that. So just, and that happens naturally as our team becomes more comfortable with the routine. Um, you know, they look more natural out there. They're not so robotic. And, and so it, that, that naturally um, goes up throughout the who's, year. Who's kind of your showstopper? You said, the, do you have a showstopper <laughs> per se? Yeah. I mean, on our team, as far as, you know, that, that, um, that extra pizzazz, if you will, on the mat you know Iman McNeil always comes out oh, yeah. and he he has E-Mac, a great personality yeah, he, yeah. yeah and then um you know Christina Hall she's actually a dual athlete she's a soccer player as well she did figure skating in her life and so she always performs well um you know she adds that little that little dazzle you know right in the routine so well tell us a little bit about your regional coming up this weekend in Oklahoma City what all goes into it who all will be there and what you have to do to make it to nationals, which is that still in Daytona Beach? No, so for it us, moved. No, for us for nationals, um, it's always at a host school. So um, this year it's in Davenport at St. Ambrose. Not quite as nice not as quite, Daytona <laughs> Beach, <laughs> not quite Daytona but Beach. might be snow instead of sunshine. <laughs> right, but right. walk us through regionals this weekend. Yeah, so regionals is a unique experience for us. Um, you know, there have been competitions where we competed twice, like at K-Dub this year. Um, but regionals will have a um, a preliminary round and a finals round all in one day on Saturday Um, and so you know however we do in our preliminary round that's that's the position we get going into our finals round and then they average those scores out um, to give you a total score for the day and you know that's a little bit different it's a little bit higher pressure for the kids you're performing within a short period of time that routine twice which I know it's two minutes and nine seconds, but it's exhausting for them. And, you know, we'll go OCU's the host. Obviously, they, um, you know, have been national champion in the past. They're a big contender for us. Um, Missouri Baptist is going to be there. They perform really well. We saw them at the Ottawa competition, so we know um, what we're facing there. And then for us, looking at how we did at conference, you know, next in line, I think, would be Bethel as far as our top competition. And so, you know, I think the kids have a really great shot if they can come out and, and perform our routine, clean up the things that we didn't do well at conference, um, and build off of that. They really do have a great shot, um, you know, going into regionals. And where did you finish in the conference meet? So we finished fourth, um, which is the highest. I keep saying this, you know, at everything this year, but the highest in program history. And, um, you know, we were, we were really happy with that. There were things that 
they could do differently and, and perfect, but um, overall a solid performance, and I think that really showed in their scores. So, Well, Coach Annis, best of luck this weekend down in Oklahoma City, and hopefully you guys can punch your ticket, not to Daytona, right. but to Davenport. <laughs> to Davenport, <laughs> yep, absolutely. We continue on tonight's McPherson College Coaches Show, joined by track and field coach J.T. Alexander. They are coming off of a fourth-place finish at the KCAC Indoor Championships on the women's side. They were third on the men's side, which I think I saw in the release, 13 consecutive years that the McPherson College men have placed at least third in the indoor championships. And it sounds like it was a very competitive and very good week for your two programs last week. Yeah, um, everyone really showed up, which is, which is always exciting to see. Um, our women actually scored the most points that they had scored since they won um, in 2014, so that was that was good for them. Uh, you know, considering I wouldn't say we're um, a super deep team by any means, so for them to go out there and, and, and do what they did this last weekend was, was really exciting. But when you've got Amy Brainbridge, I mean, Amy Brainbridge uh, to me is one of those rare athletes that ends up in the KCAC but could probably compete at a very higher level. And I know you got to be happy that she's at McPherson College. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think she scored about a third of our points um, on the women's side. And then um, Ariana Archuleta actually scored um, a big chunk as well. So two seniors kind of leading the way on that one. And, and Amy's going to have a big weekend um, next week at Nationals. And, and, I mean, she's obviously going to be shooting for some for some high marks and, you know, hopefully uh, come away with a couple All-Americans. So. Now, when it comes to the indoor track and field, sometimes I, I see a lot more personal records personal bests and is a little bit of that because they don't run in these events quite as much like a 60 meter dash that's not a normal outdoor time and so you don't do it besides just the five or six times you compete is that a little bit of the reason why we see so many prs at the indoor championships um i i think at the, just at the conference meet i think everyone um all the athletes that are there just just get really excited about it and i think they're just ready to perform um i think they know um, that they're, you know, against other athletes that are within their conference and they, they, they get up for that moment to compete against them. Um, I, I don't know that it's, I mean, they probably compete against or do some of those same events um, indoors that they do outdoors or at least the same amount of times. Um, but I think it's just they just get up for that moment. And, and there's it seems like conference always always is a great meet for um, for the teams um, because they just everyone, all the kids just get excited to, to run. So. One thing you've done uh, in your first year's coach is you've continued the tradition of the sprints. It seems like on both sides, uh, your 100, 200, 400, uh, people just really excel and, and relays and things like that. So uh, obviously the sprints is something you're very proud of. Yeah, they did. They did a great job. Um, and I think that, you know, at, at the way the team was constructed, obviously, when I got here, and that's, that's you know, a strength of ours, uh, no doubt. And, um, you know, I think as we kind of build towards the future is being able to, to maintain um, the strength that we have and be able to build around that. So. Well, you're number one, and you're not quite through year number one as you still have the outdoor season coming up. But as you get ready for indoor nationals, how has year number one gone so far in terms of retention, in terms of how you expected it to go? Um, honestly, I mean, I didn't, I guess I want to say I didn't have expectations. I think that we did exactly as I, as I kind of anticipated, um, knowing where we were with some of those, um, with the lack of depth and some of those things like that. But I mean, I think I would say we probably outperformed a little bit at the conference meet, um, you know, scoring wise. Um, but that's nothing that they haven't done all year. I mean, they've, they've always showed up 
um, and, and done what they've been asked to do. So I think we're on track, um, you know, and, and I, again, I'm just, I'm just excited to work with this group. I mean, they've, they've been awesome. They've made my transition really, really easy. Um, you know, when I come in, you know, and ask them to do this or that, they've, they haven't really not questioned too much and they, they show up every day and work hard. So I, I think it was the St. Mary men, is that correct? And then the friends women, were they at the conference champions? Yep. And St. Mary men, of course, they are, uh, you know them well. Um, they really rely on their distances. It seems like uh, they get in those distance events and they just start piling the points up. Yeah, they. I mean, they've got a lot of. They have a lot of guys and they have a lot of depth in those areas. You know, and that's why they've been so successful both on the track side, but both, um, but also in cross. And so, you know, that's something that you know we look at and, and we talk about those types of things and how to put ourselves in those situations. You know, in the future, and that's something that we're definitely trying to trying to build to to be able to say hey we're going to have one through six in this event and you know kind of kind of the same way that they've been doing that so yeah that's it's definitely something um you know that we that we look at well next weekend you guys will go to nai indoor nationals that will be up in south dakota what do you do between now and then to get ready and, and what are you expecting to see and, and how many will be making the trip up to south dakota um we'll have nine competing um you know i think the biggest thing over especially having a huge weekend last um, last weekend with conferences that, you know, just making sure that we're, we're building in a lot of rest, um, allowing them to recover. Um, you know, if you anticipate that they're going to have a couple races next weekend, hopefully that they have a, a prelims and a finals, um, there's going to be a lot of races and they're all going to be very, very, very fast. Um, and so you have to make sure that they're, they're recovered and that they're rested up to be able to do that. Um, you know, it, for us, it's, we're going to have a, we're going to have a, you know, a busy day on Friday. That's going to be our biggest one. That's when most of the prelims are. Um, you know, so you kind of want to schedule out your week to make sure that they're that they're ready early early on and, and trying to break up the travel and things like that so they're able to get sleep and eat, you know, eat the right way and stuff. So, Well, the track season is a little bit weird because you go, okay, it's nationals, then you go, okay, what's the halfway point of the track and field season? <laughs> yep. But Coach Alexander, congrats on a great weekend last weekend. Hopefully you make it back-to-back great weekends, and then you will get ready for outdoors. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. Appreciate you. it. You bet. We continue still here on our McPherson College Coaches Show tonight as we are getting ready for the Bulldog men to be in action up in Salina. They'll be taking on Kansas Wesleyan, but we can get a little recap here from Coach Nichols on the women's side as their season came to a close over the weekend with a fun win over the Ottawa Braves as this team finished the regular season with a record of 13-17, and 9-15 and 15 in the conference, the exact same record weirdly enough, that you had last year. But, Coach Nichols, you had a fun win on Saturday, found a way to hold on down the stretch, and held on for dear life a little bit. But it, but it was a fun way to end that season. Yeah, um, it's kind of ironic. Is is a, a team that kind of um, is built around defense, didn't play very good defense all year long, had to, had to get a stop to win the game. So, um, you know, starting out 20 to nothing the way we did and, and all those seniors contributing to that and then, uh, um, you know, then you know you got to give Audible credit they chipped away at it all night long and then and had it had it within a score and they win type of situation so well since then they have played the opening round of the KCAC tournament they did it last night and I think the conversation that we kept having in the last couple weeks was all you got to do is get in all you got to do is get into that top eight and we saw it happen last night as the eight seed Oklahoma Wesleyan went to top seed at Kansas Wesleyan and won. And I think you guys would have really liked to have had an opportunity to get into that dance, especially knowing as weird as the conference was this season, any given night I think you guys would have been there with anybody. And I think the same is true about 1 through 11 in this conference. Oh, without a doubt. You know, I mean, this is only my second year in the conference, but it's got to be the deepest on the women's side. It's, it's been in a long, long time. 
um, you know, I mean, every night it's it's a it's a dog fight. So, I mean, even even when you talk about those last couple teams down there, uh, you know, York took Oklahoma West into overtime at one point in time this year. So St. Mary played team stuff. Yeah. They came Saint here. Mary and won. came here and won. Uh, so, so top to bottom, it was it was, it was a tough year uh, all around. So you, you know, you tip your hat to the, the ones that made it because it, it wasn't an easy task. It was senior night, though, and, and like you said, the uh, you started all your seniors, and they came out. Taylor Osborne hit a couple bombs. Uh, Ellie Gillen, I think, hit three. Brittany Harlow had one in that 20-0 to run. And, you know, Osborne and Harlow uh, don't play as much, you know, as the starters, but it was nice for them to go out uh, uh, with their career-high game in their, you know, nine for Osborne and seven for Harlow. Yeah, you know um... – uh, you know, I started them, and then at about the five-minute mark or so, whatever it was, I, I put all those seniors back in, and, and we were going to win or lose on their shoulders. Is, you know, they they earned that. You know, if we, you know if we were uh, playing for seeding or playing for a spot for the to get into the tournament, you know, a little different story. But um, when you when you have that situation that we're we're in, uh, I want to let those seniors kind of, you know, it's it's their game. You 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 win or lose it. Now that the season's over, it's recruiting, but you've already been recruiting quite a bit. We talked about it a little bit, you know, on the show earlier uh, in a past show. But uh, where would you say percentage-wise, how much have you think you've got completed? Um, very small percentage. Okay. Um, you know, I've laid probably a lot of a lot of groundwork. Um, as as teams are wrapping up their seasons now, kids are going to make their decisions rapidly. Um, probably in the next month or so, I'm going to have a better idea of, of where we're at in our recruiting, um, you know, who we lost out on, who we got, and uh, uh, have a better direction how what to go through in the in the month of March. But I would I would think in the next, um, you know, three to four weeks, we'll have a lot of decisions being made and a lot of uh, things happening. Well, that's one of the weird things about NAI basketball, for the most part, is that the recruitment process and signing and making commitments typically does happen after the season, where if you look at Division One women's basketball in particular, a lot of that happens before that season. When it comes to Division Two, a lot of it's before your senior season. But NAI, there are a lot of girls that sign during their senior season, if not right after, in this time window. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's uh, it is a year-long grind in the recruiting process at the NAI level for that class you're going to be coaching that following year. Um, you know, it's it's not like you're signing. I'm not signing two years from now's class and just keeping in contact with them. It is a uh, – Well, Coach Gino is. <laughs> yeah. It is a year-round thing, and, and you know, I'm, I'll be on the road today. I'll be on the road Friday. I'll be on the road Saturday. Well, I think Gino's probably looking at the class of 2030 right <laughs> yeah. now to try and get yeah. ready up there at, yeah. in Connecticut. But the other thing that came out this week was KCAC – First team, second team, third team, defensive team, the all-conference selections. And I thought that on the women's side, you and the coaches did a really good job. Brittany Roberts, of course, making first team. And I know that that was something for her all year. It was a statement of pride after being honorable mention last year. I think she knew she wanted to prove to the rest of the conference she could be first team. And she did that and put up some of the best numbers in the league. And we were happy to see Brittany on the first team. Yeah, you, you always get a little worried uh, that our overall record will be taken in consideration for her individual performance. And, and so I, I tried to sell that fact uh, uh, quite a bit that, you know, without her, our, our overall record's not even close to what it is. Right. Uh, you know, and, and, and what you guys don't know is Daniel Holt was one spot out from making the all-defensive team. Yeah, we uh, talked about that when yeah. we saw that team. I said I thought she might have yeah, had did. a chance. I even thought Brittany 
given that you know she took a lot of charges yeah. this year and was second in rebounding. I thought she might have a chance, but overall, I thought the teams were pretty much on the money, and I didn't have any problem with uh, Comley of, of Sterling as Player of the Year. I mean, when she's on, she's easily the best player because she can get you. 32 any night yeah. and also she's a great ball handler and a passer well the other thing you got to you got to look at is how deep the talent is in this conference and if you look at it there wasn't one senior named uh on the first team yeah uh so everyone who was a first teamer is going to be back next year wow so it, it's just going to be uh tough to keep that first team spot uh, you know you earned it this year but what are you going to do next year so we've already had that conversation we've already you know talked about Hey, you, you, we had fuel to your fire at the end of the year last year. You know, let's not let's not be excited about this. What's next? Mm-hmm. You know, you want Player of the Year, you want All American status. What do you want? And you got to go work for it and do the same things you did last summer or uh, that you, you do this summer. So, well, for the second straight year, you were my pick for Coach of the Year, <laughs> and they didn't listen to me. So I'm sorry. I picked you. I know that showman guy. He did okay, but I think it should have been you. And you have my vote. Just know that. And my, in my vote, I don't know about Steve. I think he likes Ferg. But 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 I, but I think in my heart, I picked you. Well, you know, I, I voted for Pat for play-by-play. Oh, <laughs> come on. Come on. You're killing me. K-Dub can't win all the awards. You probably had Pistol as sports writer. <laughs> well, Coach Nichols, congrats on a fun season. I'm sure we'll talk with you here more soon. And we're excited to see how the rest of the conference tournament plays out this weekend and the next week. Thank you. We're wrapping up our McPherson College Coaches Show tonight with men's basketball coach T.J. Eskelson as they get ready for their biggest game of the season, biggest game in five or six years for this program as they play in the KCAC quarterfinals tonight on the road in Salina and what we expect to be a lot of red mixed in with the purple in Salina. And in terms of this week for you, what has it been like in preparing for a conference tournament because it's something you guys haven't had to do in the last few years? Yeah. Um... I mean, it's survive in advance at this point. Uh, it's It's been – well, I feel like we've had three really good practices going into this game. Um, I, I feel confident that our guys are prepared. Um, we played Kansas Wesleyan a week and a half ago, so it wasn't that long ago that we played them. So a lot of the stuff in terms of the scouting report and all that stuff is still fresh in their minds. Um, I just think it should be a tremendous, a tremendous game. I mean, we're, we're very evenly – we play in different styles, but we're very evenly matched, both teams. You know, when I saw the matchups uh, on Saturday, uh, it, you know, it's, we wanted to be home. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. But I thought the way the bracket fell – if you're going to go on the road, I thought KW is the team you wanted to play. And the reason I say that is uh, that you look at all the teams in the bottom bracket, they can really score. You look at Kansas Wesleyan, they're like ninth or tenth in scoring. Yeah. They hang their hat on their defense. So it's going to come down to me whether you guys can score on them. And, yeah. and, and you know, from an athletic standpoint, I don't think they're like Southwestern or Friends or, mm-hmm. or Bethel. Those teams are just crazy athletic, and, of course, OW too. But I just feel like this is a good matchup. And then if you can win this one, you got an Ottawa team that really doesn't have anything to play for or York. And if Ottawa gets caught looking ahead, you know, York has, has really been on a tear recently. And if York could win and you guys win, you'd be home yeah. for the semifinals. So yeah. uh, I just thought, you know, if you're going to go on the road, I thought it was a, probably the best draw you could get. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like of those all those top seven teams, there's not a lot of difference. There are different styles of play. Um, I think Kansas wasn't like you said. They're they're a very defensive minded team. Um, last time we played them, they they played zone the whole game, which is not something they've ever. They played like six possessions of zone before. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they come out and defend us. 
but I, I feel good. I, I feel like it's, it's all about us. If we play well, I feel like we can play with anybody, which I think we've proven this year. We can play with anybody in the league, uh, but we, we've got to play well. Um, and that was one of your worst offensive nights, and yet you were still there. You only lost yeah. by seven. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we made a run there at the end. Um, it's just, it's just a matter of we, we've got to play with confidence, and it helps to make shots. That's for sure. Um, we just did, we didn't shoot the ball real well the first, the last time we played them. Um, so hopefully, we can make some shots this time. Well, speaking of playing with anybody, you took Ottawa all the way down to the final possession on Saturday. You beat them at their place back in January in a very different game. It was ninety-one to eighty-eight that night. On Saturday, it was 76-74, to 74, and it was a, a crazy sequence at the end of the game. You had to get a stop defensively. Yeah, you do. You did. come down the floor, and, and there was a little bit of a panic coming down the floor. Yeah. You regroup. You have the ball in the hands of the guy. You wanted to have it in, and Dorian Page. Yeah. And it was just great defense by the Braves as they poked it free without a shot. And you talked about it on Saturday and said, hey, we didn't want to give Ottawa a chance to regroup, and yeah. I thought it was a good strategy. Yeah. They just came up with a stop and a yeah. big play when they needed it. Exactly. I mean, they had a kid that made a play. I mean, he, he kind of stripped it from, from Dorian. Uh, I, I still feel I feel confident in having the ball in Dorian's hands at the end of the game, trying to make a play, and he had played really well uh, that whole game. So, But, I mean, that's, I think that game, again, it shows we can play with anybody. I mean, Ottawa's legitimate. They're, they're really, really good. Uh, and we're, we were right there and, and had our chance to, to tie it or, or win it there at the end, and that's all you can ask for. So um, I really I, I feel like we can, we can play with anybody. I know you got to think, you know, Ottawa more than likely – you know, is the fa- Ottawa's the favorite in the other game, and, and, and yeah. chances are they probably will win. Right. But how do you see the games in the the other half of the bracket? Because those are great matchups. I <laughs> Honestly, I mean, Friends has beaten Oklahoma Wesleyan twice so far. They beat them at Oklahoma Wesleyan. They've beaten their 2-0 and against Oklahoma Wesleyan. So, I mean, it's it's – they can obviously go down there and win. And Southwestern Bethel, I think Bethel's Bethel's about five possessions from being the second place, first place team in the league. So well, they they, <laughs> yeah. they drew the short straw out of that herd of teams yep. that all could have been fourth or seventh. Uh, yep. And they yep. ended up getting seventh. They ended up getting seventh. So I mean, it's yeah, Bethel. If, if they play well, they can they can go down to Southwestern, knock them off. And, and Southwestern's shooting it better than anybody though, right? Yeah, now. Southwestern in the last in the last month has been playing extremely well. I mean, they when we went down there, they shot sixty percent from the floor, and we lost by three. And um, they, and they, they love that little field house, Stewart yeah, Fieldhouse. Yeah, they love playing. They're 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 a better team definitely there than they are on the road. So um, yeah, I think like I said, I think every game tonight should be just should be a battle. I mean, they have been all year, and there's not a lot of difference between the top seven and even York right now is playing extremely well so there's not a lot of difference between anybody that's in the tournament. I think this will be running about 625 tonight so there will be some people that are in their car driving to Salina or maybe there's a fan that's sitting at home on the edge of a seat and saying all right this is my last chance should I go up there here's your opportunity to make one more pitch to McPherson to go up to Salina tonight (laughs) and be there for this game because I think it's going to be a great showing of Fans yes. in red in Salina tonight. Yeah, and I, I'd, I'd really we, – we'd love to have everybody that we possibly could out to the game. Um, I think these seniors, the four seniors we have this year, they, they've given everything they have uh, to have a successful season and to be in this position to play in an, an important game, a, a tournament game. Um, it's the first time we've been in the tournament in, I believe, six years. Uh, and it's it, it should be um, – and I think they deserve to have a great, a great crowd come and watch them play. And I know they would be very thankful for that. 
that. And we've had great fans all year. That's one of the reasons we've had had great success at home. So um, if you want to come out to the game, it, it'll be a great. It should be a great atmosphere, and we'll we'll try and put on a good show for you guys. And maybe Arena is a really nice place to play. A really, and there's lots of seats. Lots of seats. Yep. So yep. So it should should be fun. I'd love to to see a lot of red in the gym. Well, Coach Eskelson, we'll talk to you after the game here tonight, but we are looking forward to what should be a fun one against the Coyotes, and it's the rubber match of the series. You beat them here, they beat you there, and a chance to win tonight and keep the season rolling. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Coach. Wrapping up our McPherson College Coaches Show tonight, Steve, last chance for people to make their way up to Salina. That's right. We're already there. You know, we're we're here right now, but we're actually – Already there as this oh, is being. Uh, we, we taped this ahead of time. Yeah, is that what you're telling yeah, the people? Yeah, we ta- we taped this ahead Ooh. of time, but but we will be there. Uh, if you see us, come up and you know say hello or something like that. But we're please, expecting. Please don't hit Steve. Just don't hit me. You know, a lot of people would like to, but anyway, it should be a great game uh, tonight in maybe arena. And if the Bulldogs shoot it well, I think they can get it done. Steve, do you think the weather can hold off for another weekend? For some more Bulldog baseball. I sure hope so. I mean, the bats don't need to warm up. I'll tell you, uh, Coach Moses' team, you look at every offensive category in the stats, and they're leading the KCAC. Uh, Marcus McDaniel, the last time I saw, was leading the league in hitting. Kyle Lux was leading in RBIs. Bulldogs have just been putting up numbers by the uh, handful of runs. Supposed to be playing St. Mary this weekend at home. Conference play getting underway. The Bulldogs 12 and 4 at the friendly confines of Bulldog Park. They have not played a road game yet. Hey, that's why they built it, man. If you build it, they will come. What about the McPherson College softball team? Will they be at home this weekend? Jeremy Nelson says that they are at Langston on Friday okay. and possibly Saturday. And Coach Segovia's team off to a 7-2 and two start. Of course, Coach Nelson's the interim tennis coach, and they're off to a great start. Uh, I think they're off this weekend, but, uh, um, you know, it's going to be an incredible spring because you got the Bulldog track and field teams too. Uh, you know, they're outstanding, and, you know, they did a great job in the indoor meet. So, I tell you, it could be the spring of the Bulldog in uh, the KCAC. We'll wrap up tonight's McPherson College Coaches Show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening here on 96.7 FM KBBE. The McPherson College Coaches Show is brought to you by JAR Performance Automotive, Alliance Agency, Next Tech Wireless, and Cheatham Construction. Thanks for listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show. You can listen to the show at our podcast page at soundcloud.com slash sports, or watch the video of all the interviews at macbulldogs.com.